Welcome to the first day of New Life Baptist Fellowship's Hearing Through the New Testament. So glad that you have decided to sit down and, and kind of be a part of this, and we hope that this is kind of a complimentary time to your study. We, we just want to show you and help you along um, study through God's Word and show you that it, it doesn't take uh, you being a great theologian, just a, a good good study Bible, and probably we're going to try to probably 20 to 30 minutes, and we are going to be uh, spending some time in God's Word. So what you'll need to do this here method, and we'll get to the explanation of what the here method is, is you're going to need a journal, something to write with, and a good study Bible. Today I have um, just my um, my English Standard Version study Bible, um, and I'm, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, and that's where we start today. We're in a lot of the first part of this uh, reading through the New Testament or hearing through the New Testament is going to be spent in the Gospels, and we're going to see and be able to compare and contrast all of the different perspectives of these stories from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so I'm excited today. We are going to be in Luke 1, and of course, a lot of times we usually go into Luke 1 around Christmas time, but instead, here it is late August, and we are going to be going into Luke 1. So before we get to the scripture, I just want to walk you through, and we're going to have this on our Facebook profile. Um, we're going to post the reading plan and also the here method, which is going to be on the card or the, the uh, graphic that we post. But here, um, this comes from Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes from the Word of God. And, and so we want to use that acronym here. This is a, a method that Robbie Gallaty at Long Hollow Baptist Church in, uh, in Tennessee has has developed. And, and this is just a simple method. If you've ever done the SOAP method, very similar to, um, to that. But I, I prefer the HEAR method a little bit better because it helps us examine Scripture a little bit more deep, deeper. Um, and so... What the H stands for in here is highlight. We just want to, as we read through Scripture, and as we read through Scripture here in a minute, I'm just going to stop, and when something um, is it kind of catches my attention, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to highlight that. And then what we need to do is that we go back and look at the stuff we've highlighted once we've read the passage, and we look and we examine those things that stuck out to us. We're not looking to examine the whole passage word for word. We just want to take the bits that draw our attention as we read through the passage. And then we want to kind of look for the understanding or the meaning behind those those verses, those words, those whatever. Now, here's something that I want to, I want to kind of caution you, is we need to be careful to veer away from the phrases, I think or I feel, because... I want to encourage you to understand that context, when we understand context, it helps us understand the content. So that's going to be the examine, explain the E part of the here method. Now then we look at the A. A is going to be apply. Now this is where it gets tough because we look at the truths in scripture and we go, we have to be honest with ourselves. And we have to go, all right, where can I apply some of the things, these, these truths that God brought my attention to in this passage? And then we respond because there's no, no reason in doing the other three if we don't respond and we recognize if there is confession that we have to make, uh, we, we confess or we talk to God about, hey, I do need to adjust this area. Or, Lord, I didn't know that this is, was really what you meant in this passage of Scripture. And always, if we have to, if we desire to have a deeper meaning, and that's why I said, hey, 
uh, bring a study Bible, bring your favorite good study Bible along and, and look at the footnotes, look at the other scriptures if you want to go deeper. But what I want to do is to show y'all as the listener, to show you as the listener that this isn't, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be a pastor to spend a good, solid time in God's Word. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to write a large book in order to to examine God's Word and learn something from it. So um, what I want you to do is get your favorite cup of coffee. I got mine. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm in the season of iced coffee right now, so I've got a good iced coffee. I've got my Word right here in front of me, and I've got a notebook and a good notebook that I can write on, and I'm sitting at a table, which is probably going to help you. Uh, I'm in a learning position is, is what I want to encourage. And so we're just going to, I'm going to read through Luke. And as I, um, as something is, is brought to my attention, I'm going, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to highlight that. But first I want to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for, um, just this time that I get to spend in your word. And Lord, thank you so much just for uh, helping me, uh, just have time and lord we just ask that you use your word to speak to us speak to me through just the simple chapter that i've read time and time again here in luke chapter one and lord help us grow from it be glorified in it and we just ask all this in jesus name amen so take your bibles turn to luke chapter one and I'm going to start in reading in verse 1, and we're going to read through the whole thing. And when I see something that says, hey, I'm going to highlight that, I'm going to, I'm going to stop and say, hey, I'm going to highlight that. All right, I'm going to be reading out of the English Standard Version. Verse 1, chapter 1, it says this, Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile the narrative of things that have been accomplished among us, now immediately I say among us, I'm going to highlight that because the among us, who is the us, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was the 12 disciples, and this is being being Luke, Dr. Luke, okay? So he's basically saying here, we read on in verse 2, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered to us, it seems good to me also, having followed all things closely for some times in the past, to write an orderly account for you, okay? To write an orderly account for you. So this is... This is uh, documentation that um, he is writing to the most excellent theolo- Theophilus. And he says that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. And so immediately Luke right out of the gate, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight that because we're going to come back to that. All right. We're going to go. I'm, 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 and y'all have to forgive me because I'm going to, I'm going to struggle with not teaching as I go or talking or, or, or whatever as, as we go. But, um, Verse 5, in the days of King Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of, oh, please forgive me, I'm, oh, I'm rough with names, Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no, ch- no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. And now while they were serving as priests before him, Serving as priest before God, his division was on duty. Uh, his division was on duty, according to the customs of the priesthood, and he was chosen by a lot to enter the temple uh, of the Lord to burn incense. And the whole multitude, the whole multitude of the people, were praying outside uh, of, of the at the hour of incense. 
And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled, and when he saw him, fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that because that is... Uh, words from the angel of the Lord right there and and then or and you will have joy and gladness and you may rejoice at his birth for he will be great before you and you must dr- must not drink of wine or strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from even his mother's womb okay I want to highlight that too because I know yep gonna highlight that backside of verse 15 and he he will uh, he will turn many of the children of Israel uh, from the Lord their God and he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to to turn to the hearts of the fathers and children and uh, and the disobedient to to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared and Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know, for I'm an old man, and my wife is advanced in years? And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. So we're dealing with Gabriel here. Um, that's, a, that's an important thing. So he, he gives him his name right there. So it's Gabriel the angel. All right, so we're going to flip on over. Got to flip pages here. And I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and bring to you the good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak the, uh, until the day these things take place, and you, uh, because you did not believe my words and will be fulfilled, uh, and they will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his, day, at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, Unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. He kept making signs to them and uh, remained mute. And when the time of the service ended, he went to his home. And after these days, Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept uh, kept to herself, uh, kept herself hidden, saying, "Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when uh, when He looked on me, and to take away my reproach among people." The birth of Jesus foretold six months and uh, in the sixth month, the angel of God or the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man was named Joseph of the household of David. The virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and he said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. I'm going to highlight that because it sticks out to me. But she was greatly troubled. And saying that she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. I'm going to highlight that again. Do not be afraid, Mary, for I have found, you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall name him, and his name shall be Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give give to him the throne of his father David. And okay, that's that's interesting. I'm going to highlight that the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and it, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, "How will this be, since I am a virgin?" And then the angel said to her, "Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore." Uh, the child will be born, will be called the son, holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And he is, and this is, uh, this is the sixth month with her who is called barren for nothing will be impossible with God. I'll highlight that too. And Mary said, behold, I am a servant of the Lord and let it be uh, according to your word. And the angel departed from her, departed from her, from her. 
Mary visits Elizabeth. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered into the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, and the baby leaped in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And, and, and why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to see me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. I'm going to highlight that. The baby in my womb, in, in Elizabeth's womb, leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believes that the womb will, fulfill, will be the fulfillment of what is spoken to the Lord. Now here's Mary's song. And Mary's song says this. Verse 46, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices, my God, my Savior. For he has looked on me, the humble, uh, he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Uh, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And the mercy for those who fear him from generation to generation... He has shown great strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in, in, in the thoughts from their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those humble, uh, of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away and empty. And he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham of his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months, and then returned to her home. The birth of John the Baptist in verse 57. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son, and her her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they told they would have called um, and they would have called him Zachariah after his father, but his mother swear, answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives are called by this name. And they made signs to the father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed and he was able to, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all. I'm going to highlight that too. And fear came on all. I have to flip my page here. On all their neighbors. Okay. And those things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard him laid upon their hearts and saying, What then will this child be for? For the, for the hand of the Lord is with them. And then Zechariah's prophecy starts in verse 67. It says this. It says, And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up the horn of salvation for us and in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of the Holy Spirit from old that we should be saved from our enemies and from the from the hand of those from the hand of all who hate us to show the, mer uh, the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember the covenant and the oath of our father Abraham grant us what we what we. Uh, being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and in righteousness before him all of our days and you child will be called the prophet of the most high for you will go before the lord to prepare his ways i'm going to highlight that to give knowledge 
salvation to give knowledge of salvation to his people and forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sun sunrise shall visit us from on high and to give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadows of death to guide our feet into the way of, of peace and so I'm going to highlight that too I'm going to highlight 78 and 79 all right, verse 80, the final verse of the chapter, it says in this, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. So right there, we're sitting, in, and I know that that took us about 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes to read through all of one chapter. Now, I want you guys to process something real quick. Think about, be honest with yourself, think about how long you have spent scrolling through Facebook or social media I would guarantee it's more than 10 minutes. And the largest part of what we're doing in the here method is, is finished here. So I'm just going to go back and I'm only going to talk about, I've highlighted, so we've checked that. And, and so ever how you want to do it, if you want to go through with that highlight part of the here method and you want to write each verse down or write down what verse caught your attention, or if you just want to, um, use a literal highlighter in your in the word and now we get to the e part which is the examine or explain so i'm going to look at this stuff i think one of the things that caught my eye is is the first verse when he's talking to theophilus and he's de- dedicating this book this letter to theophilus of the account and he says among us he says in in as much as uh, as many have undertaken the complete uh to compile a narrative Meaning that those that actually saw what happened want to compile a narrative, and many multiple people want to compile a narrative um, on things that have been accomplished among us. Um, that meaning that there were multiple people wanting to compile a document to keep record of what had happened. And so when you have multiple people compiling a document, there's going to be accountability there and it's going to be harder to fabricate something it's going to be harder to lie about something and i'll just let that sit for what it may be i'm going to go down to the second verse that i highlighted verse uh is is kind of the end of verse three and verse four and it says an orderly account for you most excellent theophilus that you may have certainty concerning these things you have been taught so what we have here is 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 the people the eyewitness accounts are wanting to compile that account and and give it to Theophilus. Now, I don't have much knowledge about Theophilus, honestly, but we know that this letter is is of importance to hand it off to him. And so they want to give Theophilus a a clear con, con, a, a clear record of the the ministry of Jesus and the fulfillment of the prophecies. That's another big thing that you see through here. So let's go down to the next thing that I highlighted, which is right there in verse 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. And so you're talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah. Here we have two people we're thinking that God is about to use. And so... Here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, examining the scripture, but also there's some application there that I'm going as well. So we're kind of knocking out the E and the A at the same time. And so you're, you're thinking about the things that you can apply to. 
you're you're seeing an account of Elizabeth and Zechariah being blameless for God or, or being blameless before God and they're being used by him. And I'm going, well, Jimmy, if I'm if I'm wanting to be used by the Lord, I have to make sure that I am following the Lord and I'm blameless before him and I am spending time with him and I'm doing those things to honor his his name with my life. I'm glorifying him. Let's go down to the next verse that I highlighted, which is verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. So there we go. They're blameless before the Lord. God uses them. God hears their prayers. I think that has the application there. And I want to be honest with y'all. I'm not looking to my study notes right now. I'm I'm just looking at some of the simple truths that are squeezing out of of, of the things that have stuck out to me as I've read through this. And you may have found something different. You may have highlighted something different as I've read along to this. Okay? And now I want to go back down. I want to go down to verse 14. And, or verse 15, excuse me, he will, in talking about John, he says, He will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. That The reason I highlighted that is because we have an account of the Holy Spirit, a filling of the Holy Spirit before Pentecost. And that kind of makes you think, that's what that's why that stuck out to me and and that may require a little bit more digging but for the sake of time that was a little nugget that just kind of stuck out to me and i just wanted to go okay um and go down to verse 19 that was the second thing that answered if we finally find out the name of the angel and the angel that is talking to zachariah and elizabeth is gabriel and that that can be a whole road of study within itself like okay gabriel what do we know about gabriel we can we can go down here and look through a def- bunch of different things within our study notes, and and I, you know, I'm I'm flipping over here, right here. I can look at it and see. And Gabriel and Michael uh, are the only two angels named in the Bible. That Gabriel, God's mighty warrior, stands in God's presence and shows his greatness in su- such a one should believe. So we've got the the angel that stands in God's presence is delivering a message to. Zachariah and Elizabeth about John the Baptist. The dude that stands before God, the angel, the messenger. So when Gabriel shows up, there's some serious there, there's a serious message to be delivered. I think that's what we can grab here. All right. And so it plays out really the next verse that I come to in verse 28. Uh, it says this. It says, uh, and he came to her. And said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. So Gabriel, once again, he visits Elizabeth, and then now he's in front of Mary, delivering these messages. So you've got John, who's going to prepare the way for Jesus, who's in Elizabeth's womb, and now we have Mary, who is uh, who's going to be with child, pregnant with Jesus. And Gabriel's delivering the message. I think it's interesting in verse 30, I highlighted this. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with the God. Once again, that favor, Elizabeth and Zechariah, in obedience and serving the Lord, found favor with the Lord. And then also we see it exemplified with Mary, finding favor with the Lord. And behold, you will conceive, verse 31, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, that you shall call his name Jesus. And he talks about, called the Son of the Most High, 
the Lord God, and you will give him the throne uh, of his father David. All of this is prophecy being fulfilled from the Old Testament. And then it goes through here, and then Mary questions. Well, how can I be pregnant? I haven't been with a man. I have all of these things. And then Gabriel kind of calms her and says, it's the Lord's work. Nothing is impossible when it comes to God, the one who made you. That's what sticks out in verse 37. So when we're dealing with the Lord's things, when the Lord's direction, the Lord's way, the Lord's will, nothing's going to be impossible for him. That's an application point right there. So we go on to verse 44, uh, where it shows that Elizabeth giving account of John leaping in the womb, prophecy being fulfilled right there. If we go back to the first chapter, or first part of the chapter, we see he's leaping in the womb again. So there it is. And then really it goes through Mary's song of praise. And I think it's just a beautiful thing of just, uh, you know, we, we can celebrate with Mary when we read through that passage of Scripture because of Christ. Then verse 65, and fear, came on, uh, and fear came on all of their neighbors. And so we look at that and we go, oh my gosh, what, what can we draw from this? People saw the work of the Lord in Zechariah and Elizabeth's life, and people saw the work of the Lord in Mary's life as well when they saw what was going on because prophecy was being fulfilled. And then Zechariah's prophecy, very beautiful, lays out. I mean, there's there's a lot of depth to that, but I'm, I'm in a desire to keep this on a surface level. And he says, In holiness and righteousness in all of our days, uh, verse 76, And your child and you, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord and prepare his way. And that's what we have. We will see in a couple days of how John the Baptist fulfilled that prophecy. And then also, to give light to those in the darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide their feet in the way of peace. And now this was big because Zechariah was working uh, Zechariah was a part of the the people who worked. I believe it was was the temple. Let me see if I'm, I'm you know, go back to the first part of the chapter um, because Zechariah uh, he he knew the weight of prophecy. And here's the thing that in that time prophecy, if not fulfilled, meant death. We know that. And these were big words for him to prophesy over his son. This is the beginning. And so we look at all this and we take everything that we've highlighted and we've taken everything that we've examined and thought about and chewed on. And what's the big application here that we can kind of, some nuggets that we can uh, kind of squeeze out and abstract or whatever. The application. I can look and see here that one, the account of Luke was not just Luke in a room by himself writing that it was an account compiled by multiple people that agreed to, hey, write it down this way. And then you look at the account of John the Baptist, that John the Baptist was the one that prepared the way for the Lord from the womb. You've got Zachariah and Elizabeth's faithfulness serving the Lord, and the angel Gabriel comes to them. I didn't realize it was the angel Gabriel before I read this passage, y'all. And so the angel Gabriel comes to them and relays this message. All because of their faithfulness, their dedication, because they were serving the Lord. They had, they had resolved in themselves to honor the Lord with their lives. And so you see the same thing with Mary when she got pregnant. 
with Jesus. God was using his people to to bring about his purposes and his ways. Why? Because they were fully surrendered to it. So that's a big abstraction, big, big kind of uh, truth that we can see just through the lives of Elizabeth and Zechariah and Mary. We've got, okay, if, if I want the Lord to use me, I don't need to resolve to that just on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. I need to wake up on a Monday morning and be faithful with the small things. If I want the Lord to use me in the big things, I need to be faithful in making sure that my son's got a bottle of milk when he wakes up. I've got to be faithful to make sure my wife has what she needs, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, to help her, to honor her, to honor God with our marriage. See, those are the things, whatever it is, in order for God to work and move in your life in a big way, you've got you've to be able to be willing to resolve and, and serve and honor the Lord in the small things. And I think that's what God saw with Zechariah, Elizabeth, and also Mary. Then you've got the birth of Jesus foretold. It's right there. <laughs> Gabriel brought the message to Mary. We know the thoughts that could have been going through Mary's mind because Mary was a very young lady. But it was foretold. Then you have Mary's song of celebration and thankfulness. And that's a good thing, too, is that sometimes we need to... You've got to think about where Mary's song came from. She was a young woman who was told by an angel, Gabriel, that she was pregnant. And she resolves to sing in praise of the Lord and, and let her self be used as a tool for that. Then we look at, at Zechariah's song, where where he, uh, or Zechariah's prophecy, where he he prophesies to the Lord, or he prophesies over his son, and what John will do. And John was one who prepared the way for the Lord. All of this, what blows my mind about all of this, is it came after over four hundred years of silence from Malachi. To Matthew a very extended period of silence and if you don't think you can we can't stand six seconds of silence much less 400 plus years of silence I don't know the exact amount of time I will I will give way to that but we can take all this and we can respond what are some truths and so we just go to the Lord. If you want to take in your journal with the paper that you're writing down right now and and write a prayer in response of the truths that God revealed to you through this word, then that's what you do. Right now we're going to just take a time and pray. And we're going to respond to God and thank Him for showing us these truths. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much just for the truth that you revealed to us through the word today. Luke chapter 1. Thank you for... Um, these people wanting to write this account, these men of God your, your, that, that were eyewitnesses, and they wanted to make sure Theophilus had a, an account of the things that happened. Luke and, and probably the other disciples, if we were to dive in deeper. But Lord, we, we, we want to thank you just for the simple truths that we see in Zechariah and Elizabeth's life and also Mary's life is that for us to be used by you, we have to resolve to be faithful to you. The Zachariah and Elizabeth had resolved to honor you with their life. That Mary had resolved to honor you with their life. And Lord, with her life, 
and Lord, you use them. Lord, let us be faithful in the small things. Let us resolve to honor you with, with our day in and day out things of our life. And God, we thank you so much that, that as we go out throughout our day, Lord, we ask you that you help us marinate on the truth that we've learned in Luke 1 today. And there are a lot more truths that can be found here through Zechariah's prophecy, through Mary's song, through the birth of John the Baptist being foretold, through, through the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary. Lord, we thank you and praise you because your word is living and active. And thank you and let us apply this and let it change our hearts, let it change our minds, let it renew us as Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, and let it transform us from the inside out so that we can be found as faithful as Zechariah, as faithful as Elizabeth, as faithful as Mary, and in, in that, that you would be honored and you would get the glory most of all. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for New Life's travel through hearing through the New Testament. We'll be back tomorrow with Luke. I believe whatever the next uh, whatever the next uh, passage is that we have, we will be back and uh, hope that you will join us. Please share this and encourage someone and point them to our um, uh, reading through the New Testament. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.